Welcome to Wacker Slaps, where we look back into the annals of 2000s indie music to determine if an album or a band or even an entire musical movement was actually good or just the product of the hype machine of its time. Like all great podcasts, this is a direct spinoff of an unhinged group text that simply refuses to die. And as always, I'm joined by the one minute man himself. Damn, you took my line. I was going to say I'm the one minute producer. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else we got here? You're super duper producer, I guess. Let's go with. Super duper, yeah. Yeah. I was going to, my other alternative was going to be like, hey, Wody. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, I am your super fly producer, producer, Adrian. Yes, and uh, I am Noah. Put it down, flip it and reverse it. Put it down, flip it and reverse it. Adrian, <laughs> as a producer, you have to reverse what I'm saying right now in post. Uh, okay, you so you're backward <laughs> talking like the yeah yeah the, the little dude from Twin Peaks. I was thinking about um, backward talking in music and like well, we'll backmasking. Yeah, we'll get into it, but there's a lot of good songs that do that. The little reverse audio trick. It's a good trick. It always sounds interesting and creepy or weird. Or it depends. Like sometimes on like drums and stuff, it sounds like, you know, like gated reverbs and things like that sound pretty cool. It always reminds me what's the uh, Sabbath song? Is it Paranoid where they do that at the very end? It just kind of, instead of fading oh, yeah. out, they just reverse the track and it's like, yeah. Rrr, 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 rrr. Yep. Something like yeah. that. Anyhow, yeah. Anyways, there's some good instances of reverse. Old dirty bastard, the uh, shimmy ass. Or no, yeah. What's the one where he does it in reverse? Oh, uh, shimmy ah. Yeah, I think so. Or is it? Yeah. It's from that first record, right? Or maybe it's a. Uh, is it shame? Shame on. Can't remember. Anyways. Today on the podcast, or what do we do first? What episode is this? Uh, we're at 53, episode 53. Nice. And we're off to a rocky start because usually I'm not the main host. It's usually uh, Caleb, and he's he's off. He's taking the the week off. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's back in Daddylandia yeah. uh, with, the, with the new Wii one, so... We'll hear from him a little bit later, but we, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're back to a two-hander, mm-hmm. and it's episode fifty-three. And Adrian, I thought it would be funny today. I was like, yeah, want to look up some artists that are turned fifty-three, so they were born like nineteen seventy. So like Gen Xers, we're talking here, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But it's a fairly impressive year, I must say. Seventy, and it did feel. Make me feel a little old. Well, I'll give you this one. This will make you feel old, Adrian. Fred okay. Durst is 53. Years old. <laughs> the filmmaker? Yes, the filmmaker. <laughs> the uh, the original, actually, Trump took his red hat. Yeah. The original <laughs> red hat. Well, he had the red hat, red pants going, which yeah. was uh, was a nice, uh, nice look. Yeah, good rap rocker. <laughs> yes. Another rap rocker, Beck, 53. <laughs> well, uh, okay, Scientologist as well. He looks like 
what, 43 now? He finally started to look old. Well, he always looked like a dweeb, right? Like a yeah. like he was like yeah, 28 and like worked in an office, but yeah, now it's all caught up. I got another one. 53 years old, babe. Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Rivers Cuomo is like a Johnny Carson joke, but he came (laughs) after he was off the air. He's like, Rivers Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, Uh, That one makes me feel pretty old, I gotta say. Yeah, because he was always like the perennial kind of teenager. Yeah, you're always kind of stuck in that like... Here's one that I was surprised. Go ahead. Yeah. Mariah Carey, 53. Yeah. Has aged a day. Hmm. Yeah. She looks good. I mean, I'm sure she's had some work done, as many of these people probably have, but uh, she looks looks pretty good. Now, this one makes me feel old because I look at her and I look at me and I'm like, okay, she looks great. Queen Latifah is 53 years old. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, black don't crack, right? I mean, she looks, she, she ages so gracefully. Like she's, yeah, she's yeah. a, she's a G. One of the, uh, one of the true hip hop, you know, pillars there. I think people mm-hmm. underappreciate her because they only know like, you know, Taxi with Jimmy Fallon yeah. or whatever, but it's like, no, no, go back and listen to those records, dude. But 1970, yeah, it's like those uh, hip hop, the hip hop kids. It was the last kind of hip hop generation that was born before hip-hop was created and then they right because that first party was what like 73 so so yeah they were just toddling about and once uh and then actually they're hitting their stride once we get to the golden era right yeah grew up in it yeah yeah um a couple more here yeah zach de la rocha uh the rager against the machine himself smoking the rocha baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um he seems he seems 53 actually i think about that's right. about right yeah that sounds yeah. about right i wanted to shout out this one just because i'm glad he made it to 53 oh boy john Frashanti. oh yeah one of our uh one of our best guitarists of the modern era i'll say yeah. you know i say what you will about the chili peppers but uh there's some talented cats in there uh mm-hmm. and then anthony kiedis as well Frashanti <clears throat> could play He's a ripper, man. Uh, I think he's the baby of the group. So those other guys are like, yeah, they got to be pushing 58, yeah. 60 for sure. Uh, and Flea, you know, Flea's a big jazz head trumpet mm-hmm. guy. He's uh, Flea's a cool dude. And uh, one more, I'll throw it out here. I end it with this. Yep. Jay Z, 53. Oh, that's a he nice turn. Uh... 54 uh, in a few days. Oh, well, uh, happy birthday, Jay. Jay Z. Uh, that's huh. a good, that's a nice segue into what, uh, into the record ARP. today. <laughs> Can you do it, Jay-Z? I never uh, <laughs> like, you're crazy for this one. They uh, said, like, I got to get social security. <laughs> so I like, <laughs> I just bought security. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm antisocial. Is he still doing now? Is he still doing the boss yacht? role play or whatever because he seemed to have like he really embraced Basquiat. yeah fully i mean i i guess if you could afford to buy one you can yeah steal his haircut that's true <laughs> like i just bought mr chow's 
Basquiat collection. <laughs> uh, no, but I was going to say like, Jay-Z. It was either that or Keith Harry. <laughs> Jay-Z's like almost turning it into Woody Allen voice when he talks. About <laughs> my just, impression. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I you just mixing up between. your uh, New York icon. <laughs> oh God! I couldn't decide between the Basquiat dreads, couple big uh, receding hairline, couple of big jazz fans there. Uh, yeah, but anyways, 1970. Yeah, good. A year, lot of good year. ones. A lot of good yeah. musicians out there. Damn. All right. Well, doing their thing. Anyways, episode 53. Okay. 53. What are we doing here? We have today. On the podcast, Whacker Slaps, we have none other than Missy Elliott. Oh, her third album, mm-hmm. Miss E, so addictive, from the year two thousand and one. That's right, from the turn of the century, baby. That's Miss right, Miss E, so addictive, which features Jay Z. Jay Z's on there. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that a little bit later on there. Um, I mean, 2001, just a lot of this is great gonna, year. for me is going to be like, yeah, this is my, we were what a, uh, cause yeah. I was a, I was a freshman. So that was a pivotal year for me. Yeah. I mean, we're nineties kids, but like really we're 2001 kids, which is, <laughs> I mean, we've said that before Space on Odyssey? this podcast, the two thousands, I mean, the nineties lasted to about what? 2011. No, I think past that almost. Oh yeah, <laughs> until like two thousand two. Two thousand two. I think yeah. once we hit about oh three, that's when things yeah. are shifted into fully shifted. Yeah, but you're right. Oh two, I think. Think pale like nine eleven switched it up, and then there was still kind of some remnants yeah. in terms of cultural detritus. But uh, but yeah, then we're hitting our stride here. I think this is I one mean, of the records that were that was kind of the uh, the turning point. I would say. Yeah, just listen to this. Uh... The list of features on this album. Yeah, yeah. Red Man and Method Man. Red and Meth. Yep. Who were gigantic in the year 2001. Yeah, they're just coming off of what? Uh, what was that, that record? Was that? Uh, uh, the one with what's? Uh, yeah. Rock yeah that's a good record, actually. Kind of an underrated record. Red and Meth? Was that the name of it? Uh, but they had How High. It was right around the I corner. can't they remember if it was that one or it was one before Anyways, anyways. Did you ever watch that sitcom Red and Meths in the house or something? <laughs> I did not. No. I am a fan of How High, the uh their feature yeah. film. See Ludacris uh, is on yeah. this album. Lud- I mean, he was everywhere in 2001. He was hot, a hot yeah, uh he's, hot. he's still hot. He's a hot sample, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the best features. Or a hot feature, you- I should say. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, like I'll give you 16 bars. <laughs> You know, give me like what? What do you think he gets? Oh, 200? he doesn't come. I don't 200? think he comes out for like. Yeah, he doesn't come out of bed for less than 150k. Yeah, genuine is on here. Genuine, big, huge, huge. Eve is on here. Oh man, I mean, talk about pillars. Uh, you know, pillars of hip hop, like especially at this time. You know, coming Dude, off of the Rough Riders, Eve, 2001 is kind of peak Eve. Yep. She had that song with uh oh yeah with um what's uh, her face right um no doubt yeah that's a hot that's a good song actually I like that song that was a was a good Gwen, popper good pop song Gwen Stefani yeah um well I'll talk about that song later the Eve 
because Eve got kind of career assassinated a little bit. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, which yeah. is not unheard of for a lot of the women in hip hop. Yeah, sadly. And then yeah. we got Busta Rhymes. He's kind of the bridge. He's everywhere, the, you know, the old school with the new school. Yeah, he is one of the rappers that has aged almost the best. He kind of has a. He's featured on a hit song. I don't know. I think for like four. Almost four decades now. Like That's true. His 80s, voice is 90s, kind of uh, 2010, 2020. I will say his voice is kind of a little rougher these days, but yeah, he's yeah. he's still out there. He's still hitting up the features, just like uh, yeah, just like Ludacris. He, and all he's one of guys. the few that came from the old school hip hop style, and, the kind of golden era. You yeah, know, I mean, he uh, was a leader of the new school. Leader, yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 And then of course yeah. Timbaland. Timbaland's there. The brats on here, Lil Mo. The brat, yeah, that's Lil. a hot verse too, dude. I'm like, we'll get into it. But when I heard that the brat verse on this song on this album, I'm like, am I sleeping on the brat, dude? You are sleeping on the brat. <laughs> I was listening to um, God, what is her like the record from the late '90s? It's got a dope yeah. cover. Anyways, she's under massively underappreciated, and she got kind of siloed into like reality television yeah she got she kind of cut caught caught in that lane and then people were like oh what you know you're not don't really take you seriously but, as a rapper but she had some hits in the early 2000s yeah she was big huge yeah just like these everyone else were listening here yeah but also kind of a og like she kind of had a career she'd been before. around yeah, yeah been around, she'd been kicking yeah. around for quite a while actually but yeah she was kind of really peaking around this point too yeah yeah anyways I thought, what do we do next? Like, what is Missy's deal? Missy Elliott's deal? Yeah, before we get into that, though, there is something I wanted to bring up, which I forgot to bring up on our last episode. What uh, I got to see Wilco. two minutes. <laughs> uh, I got to see Wilco uh, oh, nice. recently. So I want to do a little, uh, little Wilco report, if you will. How are they looking? They're looking good. They... Actually, Tweety, it seemed he had some kind of leg issue or knee issue, maybe. Yeah. He was he was hobbling a bit. <laughs> He's not a well man these days. Right. Yeah. I think he did he did he's uh I think he did have suffer from some some kind of ailment. Uh anyways, they were in high spirits. It was a good show, high energy show. Where was he, this? It was at the Ace Hotel, the theater at the Ace Hotel in uh beautiful Los Angeles. California. Ace they, Hotel has a theater? Yeah, it's a it's um, you know, it's a pretty good sized theater, similar to you know your Fox theaters in Oakland or yeah. you know how long uh, was the line to renew your hit card? <laughs> uh it was it was very long. Uh, I will say there was a lot of middle-aged folks like myself uh, in flannels and jeans and jean jackets. Mm, I saw some. There's a few. There's some kids. There's some some kids there. Yeah, for with sure. The dad with the father. With or... the dad, there is generations. You know. Okay. Generations. Are there twenty year olds going twenty something. Yeah. Going? Actually, yeah. one twenty year old in particular was standing up in front for pretty much the entire show. Yeah, that was uh, your girlfriend. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no. we. Uh, it's funny because at the, this particular theater, they have seats, and that's always a little dodgy. What depending on what uh, the configuration, but. Uh, so you know the band joked around. What's that? So you know you're getting old. Yeah, you want to sit down. And I mean, I I was appreciating it for sure, my old ass. But mm -hmm. uh, the band was joking around because apparently on the first day, 
everyone was in, you know, stoked, high energy, standing up. Second day, yeah. everyone's sitting down. No, no, they're not giving them anything. And the third day was half and half. So we were like the kind of like the Goldilocks audience where we're just like, all right, we want the best of everything. Nice. So it was a good show. And I will say the last thing I'll bring up here, um, aside from the fact that the playlist was was excellent throughout, it played a lot of stuff from throughout their uh, career, mm-hmm. is that uh, at the end, towards the end of the concert, Jeff Tweedy pulled out a guitar by none other than Abernathy Guitars. Oh, which has my... a uh, local that's connection this... here, huh? Shout out to Santa Maria homie, Abernathy Guitars, Guadalupe, California, the primo. Yeah, your cuzzo. He uh the guitar is sounding pretty fantastic. He's uh he's a talented cat. And uh yeah, and it was exciting to, to see. What was uh, the Judy. highlight? Some of the jammers, some of the slappers. Well, having seen them a bunch of times, there's always songs that I look forward to, like uh Jesus, etc. It's always a good one. Uh Hummingbird is always a good one. Um, there were some sing-alongs. He always, uh, Tweety always asked the audience to interact in some way from what I've, uh, I've experienced. Uh, some of the new tracks, I'll say, sounded really excellent uh, live. I have not heard that new album yet. Yeah, some of the stuff from Cruel Country, which is the one before last, and I can't recall the name offhand of this latest one, but, but they sounded pretty good. And uh, Nils Klein, man, anytime you get a chance to see Ooh. Nils Klein, whether it's with a Wilco or solo as his jazz, with his Bovado jazz, or... yeah, his jazz, um, uh, jazz act, fantastic guitars, incredible live wire performer, just yeah. uh, he ripped incredible live. I saw him with Chiba Mata, oh, yeah, and Yola Tango in the same day. Oh, he man, he played on both bands, it was doing great. double duty, huh? Wow, because his wife, I think, is in. Chibamata. Oh, okay. Uh oh yeah, well, maybe. But uh anyways, he's so yeah, it was great. Uh and it, you know, they're still out there, still still doing it, still fucking solid. So highly recommended if you get a chance. Did they play uh camera. They did play camera, kind of a uh kind of a rocker version. So I was at the uh local mall the other day going to the AMC to see uh Priscilla. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And me and uh, my wife Kiki are on the escalator, and over the loudspeakers, they're playing camera. Wilco. <laughs> what mall is this? The um, Bay Bay Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. That may, yeah. that tracks. That tracks. That's awesome. I mean, not really if you see the demographic there, but <laughs> true. Uh, maybe you're right on that. Now that I'm yeah, it was kind of bizarre it. seeing people filing into like a virtual reality <laughs> right store or like a escape room whatever and like eating, a eating hot dog on a stick what's that shake shack i oh, guess shake yes. shack makes it how was but the anyways, how was the film priscilla yeah i i really like sophia coppola movies so i, I enjoyed it i thought the dude that played elvis was very good i thought the woman that played priscilla was very good the nice. movie is tough set just with the uh the grooming situation oh yeah the subject matter yes yeah. but it's not a QAnon thing it's, it's like very factual like this is how this was and it's sure. awkward yeah well but uh great uh i liked it a lot nice yeah. so yeah this Anyways, has been uh this has been your welcome in film out. corner <laughs> yeah this has been me and adrian we could have done this on a phone call and not recorded it <laughs> Anyway, we like on. to catch up. We like to catch 
each other up and our fans <laughs> up with what we've been doing. The media that we like, but we can move, move on, on now to uh, our. Do you want to do a review, or do you want to do what's her deal, Miss? Let's Elliot? we can talk a little bit about what's her deal. I mean, I think if you if you're a fan of the show, you probably are aware of Missy Elliott. I mean, she's been mm. around for quite a while. You know, um, mm. had many many massive radio hits. Pretty inescapable. If you're listening to the radio at all, if you watched MTV at all, you know, yeah. her videos were always innovative. Always, you know, it was always kind of a one um, of the most event. influential video event people of all time. Of all time. That's for that's that's for sure. I mean, you know, who Up else there was is Michael it? Jackson? I, I was about time. to say, like, who else is really in that league? It's like yeah. it is like Michael Jackson. But yeah, she's she's an incredible artist. I think, you know, uh coming in. Uh, to her third record here out she's coming off her second record which is a little bit darker than uh, her previous stuff i think she I'd comes say out that's the slept on record the yeah one. um i have I... called um let's see i have it here uh, it's um the yeah, real world the real world that's right that's right yeah but yeah that one so she comes out the gate and i had she's... the hot boy song hot boy oh yeah that's a good track uh it is kind of underappreciated i think because her first album was such a big hit and then um you know she she kind of defined herself immediately as sort of an artist that's innovative that's that's a little weird a little out there you know a little left of center uh, especially for hip-hop you know i think it helped that she's not from like one of the major hubs of hip-hop you know she's not from yes. la she's not from uh new york she's not from the south Re i mean not like atlanta you know let's say so she's, she's from the uh, dmv right? yeah so her and timbaland have their kind of their own thing going got this unique sound they're you know they're chopping up old soul yeah. samples and unique Adrian, ways. this episode will be as much not to take anything away from missy elliott but it will be as much an exploration of timbaland because they're kind timbaland of and missy elliott are one of the greatest hip-hop or just music in general one of the producer rapper collaborations that's yeah. ever ever happened yeah and i agree say her i don't know it's it's uh you know, Eric B and Rockham, you can say, yep. Yeah. Dr. Dre and Snoop or whatever, but they, but they I were like that, a prolonged era. They had like a whole era, a whole decade basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, and like they were always evolving, always exploring, always pushing their music forward. I think a lot of other, I think a lot of the greats are that way where they're not comfortable to just sit on their rest on their laurels and you know do the same thing again and again they're always wanting to explore sonically explore new you know uh new ways of recording new ways of uh you know different samples trying different things so she's coming off of a second record that's that's a little darker than the first it's a little bit more weird a little bit more horny than the first and then this one she they're kind of fully embracing like experimental aspects and you know they're they're sampling indian and eastern yeah, yeah. You know, far eastern uh, uh instruments they're doing weird rhythmic things you know pushing the boundaries of what they had already established as the kind of already kind of hip-hop experimental weirdos right and so that's kind of where she's arriving here i mean she's already a massive artist has already had the hot videos has already won all the mtv video awards you know I think at this point she's been nominated for a Grammy. I'm not sure if she's won. She she may have won that first year she was nominated, but anyhow, yeah. she so she's already kind of becoming a massive star uh, as as we're entering into this era of this record. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, 
they were very kind of like avant-garde weirdo but like made pop hits and um so from 97 to 2005 she yeah. made six albums yeah and that's Over about fucking it run yeah and they're all good and then she took a long break doing her thing and then remember she came back like about maybe eight nine years ago or, mm-hmm. or so and she had just like two or three singles with cool ass videos yeah and she nailed it she like always nails it you know she's yeah just one of the most stylistically her voice is one of the most the best cadences the best just vocals in hip-hop and she can sing too and then that combination with timbaland was just is one of the greatest combinations and we'll get into it talking, but I, I think I was telling you, Adrian, like, you know, a lot of people say like the golden age hip hop is like 87 to 93. Mm-hmm. And so I said like the platinum age of hip hop is like 2000 to like 2005, where there was just a lot of producer and rapper collaborations that were really breaking down regional hip hop. Mm-hmm. They, they they took touchstones from where they were from and movements from where they were from, but they were definitely sampling from the world now. Mm-hmm. You know, Timbaland famously introducing Bollywood sounds and Middle Eastern sounds and things Which like that. Which became this. a whole like yeah. sub little, you know, yeah. sub kind of sound that went went on throughout hip hop. Yeah. And then regional acts making these super albums where they would get producers from different areas to make you know these big albums with different Mm -hmm. producers but this is one of those great albums where it's one producer one voice and it's just such a classic and yeah i just feel like this this is a pivotal point in hip-hop where it became more uh pop Mm -hmm. and became uh more kind of incorporating like this worldwide less regional sound this kind of pan america sound that was happening at the time which isn't to say that it was sanding down anything it was actually becoming more strange and weird because yeah. it was all the weirdos coming together well yeah now you have with the internet you know now you have more access to different things now you have it's easier to get to get your stuff out to the world so now hip-hop is a worldwide i mean it already had been but now it really is kind of this global pop phenomenon where yeah she i mean especially missy someone like missy who is a globally recognized artist right like these this is this is like platinum is exactly the the right word to 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 explain it because this shit was popping off explosive and big like it it is the turning point in the culture where now hip-hop is officially kind of replacing its implanting pop or you know as kind of the main thing that people and young people listen to right and so she's she's a big artist in that respect in that era yeah of and also kind of defining what it meant to be like a hip-hop artist in that era to be you know not as not many artists could do it with as much unique style and flair as she could because she's just a unique individual but Mm -hmm. there is a lot of this pan-global kind of just openness this this idea that we can experiment and have massive massive hits at the same time you know i think that that's one thing as much as i still appreciate and love hip-hop i think that there's been it's been kind of uh neutered a bit i don't know maybe that's the wrong word but it's 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 been kind of uh Mm -hmm. i think the experimentalism is a little bit 
lacking these days. Um, well, we shouldn't say there's also, not good stuff out there, but I think yeah. in terms of like the meeting of the mainstream, you know, the hottest pop artist, the hottest hip hop artist, well, maybe and the experimentalist the stuff. Circumstances not there anymore. Yeah, like the bigness of it. The big. I, I mean, think that's it. Yeah, maybe that's Adrian, it. Adrian, I was thinking, as much as I grew up, you know, listening to radio and yeah you know cds and cassettes and stuff but i was like a music video generation yeah and the hip-hop music videos at this time were huge yeah big productions and then missy elliott was on the vanguard of all that like she Mm -hmm. was like the hip-hop version of like madonna as far as like making these crazy albums with these big directors that would go on to make movies and things like this and uh so I just I kind of missed the the bigness of of rap in a little ways, uh, yeah. like maybe a little more room to be. I don't know. Art, I don't know. I want to say not room to be artistic, but I don't know, room to be a little more epic than stuff is now. And maybe that's just because the noise. It's just it's hard to make a mm-hmm. release There's that's so big. Yeah. yeah, and music videos just ain't shit these days. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still there's sometimes still, but it's just not as big of a big of a marketing tool anymore. So that and I love a lo-fi DIY video too. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But it's also like, I mean, who are the artists right now that are doing that would be equivalent? It would be like someone like Megan The Stallion, right? You know, her video just dropped, which had you know, it's it's a good video and stuff. But I think and it's imaginative and everything. But I think that we're I think we were just lucky to grow up at a time when when there was still a lot of it was like frontier to cover. Yeah, yeah, there was still yeah. a lot of new newness to get to, and I think now, yeah, just everything's eating itself it's more and transportive. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just us being like, oh, you Old. know, back in the day, things were better. Yeah. But yeah. there was just something to this. There is something special about this era of music and these artists, and especially oh, an artist yeah. like Missy who. Uh, we can get a little bit more in depth into now. Yeah, um, let's but... do a review, Adrian. Yeah, so pitchfork.com had a review of Missy Elliott's Miss E, so addictive from 2001. E. Yes, indeed. So, Pitchfork gave this an 8.2. It predated Best New Music, so that there was no uh, mm-hmm. no designation there. That's low. We should have done like the XL review or the uh, source <laughs> review yeah i'm sure that that's probably like let's four, get five mics five. four mics good question i'm sure it's up there but it didn't get five mics but it was reviewed by dan killian who from what i could tell had was at pitchfork in those early kind of years and then kind of disappears from the site but i pulled a short excerpt it's a pretty standard review i don't know if you read it but it's um it's pretty by the numbers and he just breaks down what he thinks is working and it's not working. But this first kind of paragraph or really, I think kind of nails how, uh, how this record starts off. So here is a little bit from that review. A lot of albums kick off with the killer track. Some even manage a cool one, two punch. Missy Elliott's third record on the other hand opens with a six track attack that's rare for any genre, especially contemporary R and B. I find it hard to believe I'm only a third of the way into the record when the first rate succession ends. But even with this initial run of excellence, So Addictive has much more in store. So yeah, it is a record that starts off with a bang, but it continues to- It is a six song run. That is great. 
Yeah, and then but it does continue to Don't build sleep on, on that. The back half. Don't the sleep back on half, the back half. Yeah, the back half is good. And that's he covers a bit of that in the review, but essentially that first kind of like explosive introduction to to the record and then followed up with, you know, two, three, four. I mean, we always talk about how like we love a one-two punch, you know, and how mm-hmm. that's so key and important to like a really phenomenal yeah. record like to, that puts it over the top and this one like you said like and he's saying it's literally six six bangers in a row and the, and the first song is technically an intro but she's like singing she, and voice is great the yeah. the mood her voice is, great. is her her rapping voice and her singing voice is like i don't know her and lauren hill are like mm-hmm. like maybe the only couple that can do that i mean i do like with such fluidity and so yeah, st- so, so much style and uniqueness yeah, i'm trying to think because she's not just I, rapping I think with like beyonce raps she can fucking rap her ass off but she's yeah, not really she trying really to make rap try to do that yeah. though yeah but missy it's not just that she like has a killer flow and she's really cl- great writer because she is but she's also throwing in you know clicks glottal kind of sounds all these weird screens yeah, and things screens, you know she's she's texture she, yes so she's doing these all these other little things that are almost like almost like jazz scatting in a way where yeah. it's like she's she's bringing all these sounds and, and she it, just got the punch lines and yep. the catchy and she it's has all building like two into one catchy phrases on every single song on this album it's there is incredible so many memorable lines, so many that were I was reminded of that I was just like, oh my god, I forgot. I remember just so being funny. stoned and thinking yeah. like, this is the fucking greatest, <laughs> funniest shit. And yeah, but I can get a little bit more into the album background here, a little bit more specifics. Yeah, let's we hear talk it. more. So Miss E, so addictive, was recorded at Westlake Audio in Los Angeles, California, in two thousand one. It was produced by Timbaland and Missy Elliott, with additional production from Craig Brockman. Nissan, D-Man, and Big Tank. But, I mean, it was primarily Timbaland and Missy Elliott. Like, they were the ones that kind of... They were the executive producers, let's say, and and, uh, with some help from these other cats. And they grew up together in, was it, like, Portsmouth, Virginia? Oh, yeah. They're from Richmond? Yeah, but they're from that Richmond area. Yeah, They're they're from that area. I can't recall. I think they are from, like, a specific town. Uh, But I can't recall if it's the big one. They went to high school together or something. Yeah, I think it goes that far back, where they were just, like, homies forever working yeah. on this shit forever uh until the rest of us caught up basically yeah but yeah so the album was released by the goldmine inc and electro records on may 15th 2001 and it is indeed her third studio album which is kind of wild to think about that this is because i mean we talk about the sophomore slump and she didn't really have that and by the way it is portsmouth virginia yeah um but to have to have something so like to be first of all to have a debut that's so self-assured in your own sound and then to build on that to the point where your third record is like kind of like a masterwork like it's pretty I, wild to this day when i watch the video for the uh the super fly the i can't stand the super duper fly yeah, yeah, yeah. super duper fly yeah. i just watched it just not an hour ago right before we started recording yeah and it, it's just the most self-assured shot across the bow like first outing that you've ever seen where it's just like oh this is like supremely confident yeah so confident yeah and and it's the biters just to this day like people bit Mm -hmm. off that album so hard it's i mean 
sonically, Puff Daddy visually. took his whole. I think Puff Daddy took his haircut from her in that <laughs> on that album, and like the bubble lens and all. I mean, a lot of it's the Hype Williams. Hype Williams is mm-hmm. too, but but it's her being like super weird and like so confidently herself, and, and the cadence is like to this day, like people try to rap like that, like trying to be like a weird rapper, but like also pop and southern and danceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, no one can really. No one really approaches her in terms of like talent and like there's plenty of people that are doing weird things or incorporating, you know, interesting sounds, but the whole package and then to to be able to make it both critically acclaimed and commercially successful, like that's that's a rare breed. And she's she's up there. Yeah. The Uh, video is so iconic that yeah, Chris Rock Perry. Perry. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Remember when Chris Rock tried to be Weird Al for a second? <laughs> yeah, what was that all about? Will Smith should have slapped him then. <laughs> oh boy! Well, all right, continue. Uh, so, so moving on. So, and, and by the way, the Goldmine Inc. is uh, Missy Elliott's own uh, record label. So she she co-released this with uh, Electra Records. Yeah, but as we mentioned, following her successful. Second album, which was a little bit weird, a little bit darker. Uh, her and Timbaland expanded on those themes, and this one's certainly kind of uh, very raunchy. There's some darker tones on here, but then they also are incorporating all of like Eastern instrumentation. There's a lot of cool synths and other like nice little sonic touches going on throughout this record that really kind of set it apart and elevate it from a lot of the other stuff that's going on. But speaking to MTV News in 2021, Missy Elliott said, uh, we worked in Westlake Studios in LA and we caught a good vibe there. The vibe was very futuristic and retro mixed. So it sounds like the recording process went really smooth. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that comes from working with someone that you know so well. I mean, obviously that can be that could be treacherous as well as you move forward in your careers and stuff. And But at this point in time, they were locked in together. They were, you know creative i mean they're geniuses you know and they're working on this stuff together and it and it's popping off and they're having a good time and you can really hear that in the record but timbaland said um you know when we're in the studio together she pushes me to the next level uh so addictive was a very impactful album and it was very critical for her because she wanted to make each song and each visual different every album she does she's always like i gotta be better than the last and amazingly she almost always pulls that off mm-hmm. uh and also, like the fact that she wants to make every song different, every song unique, every visual different. You know, she's she's almost like an auteur in that sense, where she has a very specific vision of what she wants and what she w- wants to communicate, and she can execute that with some killer collaborators that we're mentioning here. I have a few things here specific to some tracks. So, "Get Your Freak On," which is the the lead single, I think we all probably. I've heard that. Uh, and if you haven't, go out and listen. Pause this now and go listen to it because it's, it's fucking incredible and come back. But uh, it was the last track recorded for the album. Can you believe that? Apparently, wow. Timbaland, he was like, we're done. I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 we've, we have enough songs. We're good. Uh, but Missy Elliott was like, no, uh, I want to do something else. Give me another one. So he hops in the lab. And then Missy says, he went down, he went up and down the keyboard. And finally, I heard the get your freak on sound and said, hey, that's right. That right there. That is crazy. Uh, 
So I ran in the booth with only three sounds on that record. It wasn't the complete song the world knows now, but I went in and rapped on it. And when I came out of the booth, Tim said, that's crazy. Guess he wasn't mad at me anymore. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's crazy. I think that's, have you ever seen that Black Album documentary with Jay-Z? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did watch it back in the day, but I can't. I think yeah. that's a Timbaland move. He was like, nah, I got no more beats for you. <laughs> and just then casually play something plays that's one a more. banger, slapper. <laughs> and he's like, okay. I think that's a trip that he did. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, also, he's just that much of a genius where it's like, okay, you want me to put you want to put me on the spot so that we can come up with something? Let's do this. Um, but that's just wild that like this this number one hit, this worldwide hit, like was just this like kind of last minute not like thrown to get thrown together or anything obviously it was put together with a lot of care but it was sort of like yeah this is the last the last thing we just need the kind of the cherry on top and we'll what, get what a fucking cherry later we'll, yeah. we'll dissect that later yeah it's great moving on though so tim when he he says when he found that sound i was like ooh, this feels like india or ooh, this feels like bombay and when people ask me, what was you thinking? I'm like, everything you was thinking. I was searching for something that was going to take me somewhere I ain't never been. It's like playing a video game. Sometimes you put it on pause. You come back the next day and you see it different. It's the same thing when you create. That's how me and Missy are. That's how we create. So again, just very creative, very open, very flowing. And I think that that's, you know, speaking as a creative myself, that's kind of a really good advice is that if you ever find yourself stuck or you ever find yourself in the need to like expand on something, stop working on it and go take a break and go step away. And even for yeah. like a day or two. That's why we back. take three weeks between every record of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We got to, we got to really make sure we're really working on <laughs> these do, bad yeah, boys. We dive deep for you people. <laughs> we do. We love, we, we love what we do folks, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, you know, that just shows the level that they're working on. These guys, they're creative geniuses that know how to work, that know how to work with each other. And so like something like that, they can come together and, you know, become such a massive monstrous song. Like that's, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, uh, some more notes here about the recording process. So talking about the analog recording and mastering process, Timbaland said, Tape requires more labor. You grab the tape, you put the tape in, you have to line it up. And then the engineer had to go run to work the tape machine and then run to the back to the change the tape and lock the tape. Uh, we're, we were in a time where our brains were working faster than the world was, than what the world was doing. I think now mm-hmm. for a lot of producers and a lot of creative people, just the fact that digital is so quick and easy that yeah, we take it for granted. Uh, yeah. but I think also these limitations can be good for creativity. I think for them too, it also made them, you know, work that much harder. You know, Missy said for, for, uh, for her part, she said that, uh, working with the tapes was a headache. So I can't imagine that it's, you know, very fun, but it really, there's a warmth to this record that I think they wouldn't have achieved if it wasn't on that tape, you know, on, on tape, yeah. uh, record on, on analog it, machines, you know, it sounds so layered too. Mm-hmm. And I also think it leaves room for Timbaland himself to be like, all right, I chopped this shit up. So like, let me just get this beat part on the song. Like there's so many little instrumental 30 yeah. seconds that are just like its own little thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think he's like, well, if I, I made it, I cared for it this much. Like let's just throw it on the track. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to, it, it can take a little break and, and let's just highlight this music that we made. Right. Uh, what do I want to say here? They're they're composed 
in such a way that that every element works so well together. But also, yeah, when you sing, when you single single out things, when you stop things, when you you know he's doing all the classic production tricks, and it really really works. But as we were talking, videos were created for the various singles, including the memorable Dave uh, Myers directed "Get Your Freak On." Dave Myers, another big video director who uh, worked with Missy for I think pretty much the rest of her career she's done work with him but uh yeah. that get your freak on clip is kind of a classic there's a bunch it's of cameos and uh she's hanging from famously hanging from a chandelier uh yeah. which she requested specifically and and the post-apocalyptic was, playground yeah all uh, like terminator 2 or something is going on dope ass choreography just he's a crazy great dancer, dancers yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the one minute man video, which is uh, she's literally defying gravity in that one, <laughs> and the Luda's in that one, and yeah, so that just just classic crazy. classic stuff. If you again, if you haven't seen them, pull up YouTube and go watch those because those are like not only are like classic, but they're just like kind of the epitome of like music videos of the era, like in terms yeah, of what, what but they hers are like, kind of more like. bugged out, a little more psychedelic. Mm-hmm. A little more artsy, kind of Afrofuturism in there. Like, oh, yeah. Very, very strange. Most definitely. Lynchian, I, I would dare say. <laughs> I mean, definitely. She's working on that level. Like, that's kind of campy. Yeah. So we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. But the, the thing is, she always takes it, everything so serious and always um, is very of, passionate about it. But with, yeah, with a sense with of humor. jokes. Yeah. Jokes. So she's like, you know, a true artiste. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, uh, so speak- a million, uh, the hundred watt smile too. Oh yeah, I mean the yes, and just Timbaland an incredible too. look to her. Timbaland to her. in those videos is like a silent movie star. Like he never, yes, mugging, stoic. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's kind of mugging. He's got, and then how he like grimaces along with like he's playing an invisible synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, speaking on her ambition and creativity, Elliot said, uh, Missy Elliot said, there were no boundaries when it came to my artistry and music. I did what felt good to me and not what was the trend. So if you weren't following the trends, you basically had to break the boundaries, which she's an artist like Kate Bush is an artist. She's an artist like any of the great pop, like we, you said Madonna. She's an artist like Michael Jackson. Any of these people who are constantly pushing themselves to reinvent themselves, to try new things, to try new sounds to try uh you know to get more bugged out to get more weird to, you yeah. know to get sexier to get but you know like a, it's more hype whatever it is it's gonna be a hit because i made it a hit yeah exactly so she's working on the level of a prince she's working on the level of all these major stars right uh in I terms of creativity i make the hits <laughs> yeah exactly uh, just a couple more notes here. So upon release, the album met with commercial and critical acclaim. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 chart. It sold 250,000 copies in its first week. 250,000 copies. That's pretty impressive. And it was platinum. later certified platinum. The platinum so, era of hip-hop. Exactly. It did earn two Grammy Awards as well for Great Your Freak On for Best Rap Solo Performance and for the non-single Scream, a.k.a. Itchin, for Best Female Rap Solo Performance. I guess those are noms or what? Uh, yeah, I gotta um, write that book. The did she win? Oh era. no, she. Those are oh, those are she won those awards. So yes, she is a Grammy Award winning artist. Nice. Best yeah. female rap solo. It was best rap solo performance and then best female rap solo performance. Yeah. She got both. Uh, pretty impressive. Somebody should write a 
a book like the you know that like raging bulls easy riders book yeah easy rider raging bull they should do that about like 2000s hip like follow <laughs> like uh the neptunes timbaland dr dre kanye yeah, clips clip yeah all those all those producers of the rappers yeah. yeah uh yeah uh what's his name swiss beats uh oh yeah who's the jay-z guy uh shit Blanking which on. one there's a bunch what's his name you know new york uh just blaze just Blaze. okay just yeah Blaze. yes uh dj drama throw him in there all kinds <laughs> of people it was just like the 2000 people were trying to out weird each other really pushing boundaries but making classics yeah stone cold classics stone cold classics yeah. uh and then the last note here missy landed on a uh miss, miss the, that is the record miss e landed on a lot of uh year end and critics lists it came in at number 77 on pitchfork's top 200 of the 2000s came in at number seven on rolling stone's 200 greatest hip-hop albums of all time so that's pretty high and then that's uh high yeah yeah sounds good though I mean, that's accurate. That's right. And then, yeah. uh, even though fuck Rolling Stone. And then uh, it came in at 24 on the Village Voices, Paz, and Job critics poll. So this was yeah. not only a beloved record by it's by fans uh, of hip-hop and fans of Missy Elliott and fans of pop music and, and fans of music, but also it was a critically beloved, you know, because, because of the artistry that was on it, that is on it, and because of... Uh, how much craft went into it, how much passion you can hear on it, and also just how fucking fun it is. I think that like a lot of hip hop now is missing that element, or it's like a ironic fun or a dark fun, and it's not like the grind, it's not joyful, grind. right? Like, there's where's the joyfulness of it? Yeah. This is like a joyful record, right? It's and like I, you, yeah. you, yeah, you bragged about spending the cash at the club, but like, let's hear about what you actually did at the club did you have fun did you get laid i, I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds like you just picked up the check <laughs> damn that's cold uh all right should we take a little break before we uh yeah we'll get back we'll uh hear from caleb on a voicemail yep and then we'll play to our, this uh... whole episode in reverse <laughs> flip it and reverse it um, we'll get into these singles. We took a lot of time just because this is a very important artist for me. It was very uh, Miss Elliot was just mind blowing to me as a, as a as a kid. I was about what 13, 14? Just hit me. So, yeah, ninety seven. I was ten years old seeing that yeah. video, and it blew my mind, man. Yeah. I you know the 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 visuals, the sound of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. We'll hear from Kayla. We'll do a brief histories. We we pretty much said most of it. We said a lot of our piece. We'll I move think it we're, along. Yeah, we're we're kind of. Ch- I think both of us are chomping at the bit to get uh to get into the meat of this, so we can hear yeah. some of these tracks, uh, some so, of these bangers. So, we'll take a little break, and when we get back, we will hear from our uh, long lost leader. Break me off. Show me what you got. All right. Adrian, well, I was talking about this thesis I have on this episode about the platinum age of hip hop from about like 99 to 2005. 
Yeah. And I think it starts with the Missy Elliott super dupa fly video and ends with three, six mafia winning an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. A little later. Yeah. And that's then, a pretty good. I feel like one year run. Once three, six mafia won an Oscar, it turned into the mogul era of, mm. of hip hop. Hmm. Well, yeah, of Kanye like this, and Jay Z starting to rap about of the I'm a CEO of Jets and yeah, hedge funds. <laughs> yeah, once once people started shouting out Warren Buffett or something. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit too far, bro. It's yeah. a little too high above us now. Yeah, but once the... uh, yeah, once people would equate like selling drugs to like shorting stock futures or something <laughs> anyway yep. should we hear from caleb yes i have a message from our leader here he it's it's kind of a little bit lengthy it's it's a few minutes long so bear with us but uh he brings up some good points i it's, didn't vet this it's another uh eight minute uh message but uh, he brings up some good points, so we'll uh, we'll give it yeah. a listen here. And then he, it's all he's talking about Nicki Minaj, and then he goes like, "Oh wait, shit, it's <laughs> Missy." No, no, no. Come, we do need to talk about that rise of the female, the the woman rapper. I think, yeah, the, I think is a very important era right now. Yes, although I wouldn't say. I think Nicki Minaj is probably a bad example because she's a terrible human being. But yeah, uh, but like the the sex raps, you know. Yeah, Missy's in terms of, of like rapping, a, like she's she's a, a great example of like she's up there with um you know too short and shit nasty. Yeah, little Kim, Kim. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then yeah, and then then we got like the you know we got the the stallions and the sex the raps and the city girls and you know uh, that's sort of what's missing a little bit of the hip hop sex raps. I mean, there's plenty of people talking about you know fucking like but it's like um i don't know it's like uh it's 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 like like a duty like oh yeah i i, I got my dick stuck because like, <laughs> i needed to yeah it's not sensual where's <laughs> yeah. the where's the eroticism come on yeah it's like uh yeah <laughs> it's like a chore <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, here's a message from, uh, like, from Caleb. Uh, hygienic. <laughs> One Clinical? must have sex. Yeah. So I did. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a rapper, so... so I get my dick sucked. So yeah, I was absolutely emotionalist. I was barely there. <laughs> I was high. Yeah. Uh, kind of like that movie Shame with uh, Michael Fassbender. Huh? But I love, yeah, Missy took the, um, yeah, sex positive, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, and also just owning Feminist, it, like as yeah. a woman, you know, obviously, oh, yeah. like even now, it's domineering you know, in a good, yeah, yeah, right. It's it's like even now, the women get shit for like expressing themselves in that way. And it's like that's what it's twenty twenty three, and you know, this was yeah. twenty years ago, and she's really just busting everything open. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's hear from Caleb. What's up, fellas? What's up, listeners? This is your host reporting in in absentia out here with the little fellas holding it down yeah how's it going everyone hope everyone's well 
I am calling to share my thoughts about Missy Elliott's Missy So Addictive album, um, which I actually just got done listening to. I was doing a little dance party with the boys and, and Jen. It was really nice. Yeah, so general thoughts on this album? I mean, was this the first time I've ever listened to this album? I don't know. There's no way of knowing that. Is this the first time I've listened to this album since it got assigned to us by each other? Also, there's no way of knowing that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is a banger. This is kind of definitionally a banger of an album. A slapper, I guess, in our parlance. Um, yeah, this thing is, this thing rips, you know? It comes to you from another than Missy Elliott. You know, that alone should be a mark of high, high quality. Um, anything she puts out, she's a fucking icon, you know, straight up, you know, from the nineties to the super duper fly era to through today, you know, and cool thing about Missy is she always had this cool kind of progressive edge, alt energy, you know, whatever you want to say that she was just a little bit freaky, you know, a little bit weirder than the other kind of, hip-hop artists, divas, R&B artists of the time, you know, um, and she was just, like, so multifaceted. She did so much different types of music, appeared on so many different albums from other artists, and really bridged the gap between a whole bunch of different scenes um, that were happening back then. So, yeah, I've always thought of her as kind of like uh, art-pop diva, you know, kind of mm. like maybe our generation's Grace Jones or something, you know, or, or kind of <laughs> like what the Janelle Monet's and the Azalea Banks of our era are trying to do, but like doing it wholly herself, you know, being, being, and also at the same time, like in that spirit being like a, like a, like a true, true original. So yeah, shout out to Missy Elliott. So, um, yeah, back to this album. I mean, it's just, it's just full of energy and it, it just comes off so confident. And in that like early 2000s spirit, it's just epic, you know, like people were turning out albums back then that were just big, confident statements. You know, it's like, you know, tens of tracks, you know, like hour plus wrong, like run times, tons of features, tons of different like studio trickery and you know studio hijinks and all this like cool stuff happening in the studio and it's also the era of like the producer personality you know it's like Flat how the certain producers would pair with certain artists and have these kind of collaborative projects that they would make you know rather before it's kind of more like an individualized kind of thing where it's just like oh this artist makes this music it was more like no this is like everyone who's in the house from this collective from you know these beat makers from these producers from the execs and it was all this kind of just big community of artists and that was like who contributed to the the artistic statement and um yeah and in a lot of ways this album like bridges the gap between the party swagger of the 90s and kind of what happened into the 2000s where things were like a little bit more experimental, a little bit more epic, you know, a little bit more artsy, you know, and she, this is like, you know, coming 2001, it kind of presaged a lot of different things that would happen within hip hop and just pop music in general about making these big, bold, unique, you know, singular albums from a 
yeah, from just really strong-willed and beautiful artists, you know. Um, and I also like kind of going along with that is just like that that futuristic kind of twang that this album has, you know. There's good use of like spacey elements and like funk that kind of like harkens back to you know funkadelic and Parliament and stuff like that. So it's like it's got to use those references to look, you know, you look backward to look forward. So yeah, that, that's really cool. And it's just all heavy hitters. All you know, there's so many dope tracks. One Minute Man, Get Your Freak On, just like iconic singles of the era. You know, I may or may not have not listened to this album all the way through before, but um, you know, definitely very familiar with you know at least three or four tracks from this album. So it was cool to just like hear those songs and realize they really, really haven't aged one bit since then. So yeah, and um, this album is just so varied, but in a in a you know holistic kind of way, it's not just um, totally random and kind of loses focus, you know, and perspective. It does have something for everyone, though. You know, there's a good amount of just awesome rap, neo soul elements. Like I said, there's like funk, a good amount of experimentation, courtesy of Timbaland and that kind of whole Virginia scene. Um, you know, there's out overt references to club music, dance music, just straight up pop. Yeah, it's just like really brought that eclectic, diverse energy, um, which is just really a really profound part of that, you know, era and, you know, and what she's contributed to music today that still resonates. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally dope album. Now also, you know, kind of closing now, it's, it's just like a very bold album and it was very sexy, uh, but in a very sex positive way, you know, you have like a good amount of features from just like, giants of like you know female hip-hop of the time and just being bold and you know just sexual and confident and holding their own and like being their own person and like talking about their needs and all that and it's just like yeah it's just a really it's just really like just feminine feminist awesome statement so shout out in that, in that respect but um yeah, I think like top track wise though, I really like Lick Shots, you know. I think that song's just kind of a really kind of grimier, you know, it's kinda of one of the heavier but also more straightforward ones, but I don't know, it's just kinda of, just a, it's just a hitter. Song rules and then kinda of on the more like kind of funky out there side of this album, I think like for my people, it's just you know, she calls it out. It's it's, it's club music, you know, and it's like yeah, it has like just like house and techno elements just kinda of like flying in left and right it's just like full ass energy so yeah that song rips so anything negative about this album not necessarily at first i thought like i could have done without like the hidden christian jams but they're actually really well done i think the only thing that's like slight ding is like she kind of does uh like a phil Spector, a christmas album style thing where it's just like talking directly breaking the fourth wall talking directly to the listener like oh, i'm here to talk about my christian faith you know it's just kind of like oh maybe a little bit unnecessary but it's a hidden track so that's kind of like use that stuff to kind of speak to stuff that is maybe wouldn't fit too well onto the album proper so i don't know but yeah the the vocals on it and stuff are like yeah they're really good gospel music you know and that was like another thing that was happening back then that was like kind of rising to the surface so, you know, she even included that. So she doesn't miss. At any rate, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you all for holding it down. Thank you, listeners.
and uh, I'm going to go. All right. Thank you all for your time. And uh, we'll see you around next time around the, around the bend. All right. Daddy out. Thank you, Caleb. Yes. Uh, a lot of great uh, points made. Yeah. Yeah. He got into it like the, she is a very, yeah, one of the best kind of sex song mm-hmm. rappers there is, which that's a whole tradition of rap. That's right. great. Salt and Peppa, TLC before. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, this one, the girls talking about, you know, we can talk about getting freaky too. He is talking about that religious song or whatever. I always, I ended at song number, what is it? The original track listing. I think it ends at the uh, Jay-Z remix of Minutemen. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, there's the like three more prelude, songs. prelude. Yeah, there's, there's like three the more songs. Actual yeah. Song. yeah, it's two. Yeah, two songs. I mean, they are hidden bonus tracks, so it's not like. Yeah. As he said, I mean, it looks like it's one of those. It was one of those things where there's like a billion. You know, let's see, yeah. it's track seventeen through twenty in our blank. So it was yeah. one of those CDs where there is like the way they hit it was there just a bunch of blanks. So I don't know if it's necessarily. I mean, it's part of the record, but it seems like it's just kind of like an additional little bit. But yeah. yeah, it is kind of speaking more towards because she is a Christian woman and, you know, she's she's not she doesn't hide that or anything. But it is, you know, it is different, kind of a different turn after all of the the raunchiness that comes before it. So um, I understand why she put it uh, towards the end there. But go ahead. Yeah, he was saying how like she just always delivers like she never misses mm-hmm. like she really didn't No, every single and video she ever released was like a big deal and perfect. Kind of, you know, I mean, remember when she did the uh, halftime show when she came back? Yeah, that's right. It was huge. It's like everybody always, I think certainly our age of people like just Missy is like a kind of goddess that like that never lets you down. She's one again. She's an artist like that uh, that is dependable. Like you can always. Even if it's not necessarily doesn't reach the heights of some of these earlier records mm. or whatever, or it's always going to be, it's never going to be anything less than good. Like it's, you know, it's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be fresh. It's always going to have a, a different take than what's going on out there. Like she said, you know, she's not a follower of the trends. You know, she kind no. of is is a leader. So uh, whatever she does, I mean, it's similar to like a Bjork, right? Where they're they're kind of pushing boundaries and and things and doing living in their own lane. With um, some hits, with some hits, but still yeah. influence influential and still you know um, be, being able to do it, but but still having their own sound, having their own unique approach, and mm-hmm. uh, and and not having and uh, not apologizing for it, and not you know and yeah. really being successful. Yeah. What's next, Adrian? Do we do yeah, our we can, histories uh, or should we get into that? Yeah, I think we can. I'll I'll, I'll kick we, it off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think we've said most. We said our most history, of it. Yeah. I have a couple of just little bits here, just little thoughts that I put together for uh, while listening to this. But listening back then, so as Caleb, you know, met, alluded to, I I don't think that in terms of like actually sitting down and listening to this record front to back, I don't think I ever did that back in the era on my own. But what I did, I you know, obviously I heard her on the radio or on a TV or, you know, on MTV, the music videos or when she was on the video awards or whatever it was. And I always enjoyed that. And I was a fan of the songs on the radio and everything. But it uh, it wasn't until like, 
I would be out at parties or in someone's car and they would put it on. And that's kind of when I started to hear like the deeper jams, the the deep cuts and some of the other stuff. And it made me realize like, oh, okay, she's got, there's a lot more going on here. I mean, obviously she, I knew she was experimental and weird, but then to hear those other songs and some of the other things and, and knowing like, oh, it is like, she, she's kind of a genius working on the same level as the other people that I was into at the time, whether it is, you know, like, I don't know, Aesop Rock or whoever other fucking, you know, in indie hip hop artists around the time, or, or even maybe someone like Cool Keith or someone like that, who's doing their own weirdo vibe shit, you know, and has mm-hmm. their own unique sound. But anyway, so I do remember one specific instance where I was at a graduation party. This was in about 04, I think. And someone just happened to have these two discs and this record, Miss E, and then the follow-up, uh, which um, under, under construction. construction, which is also a monster record and it's had like monster six hits. months later. Yeah, and so someone put put those two on, and I just remember I I had snuck out to smoke a little weed as I was wont to do, and I just remember hearing the bass and the and the and the beats and stuff from outside, kind of a little muffled, but still you know it was loud as a party. And then hearing everyone cheer when shit like when we'll get your freak on came on or one of the other big hits and, and just vibing and thinking. And I just remember thinking like, oh, man, like Missy has a lot of fucking good songs. Like, why am I not? Uh, why don't why don't I have these records? But I for whatever reason, I just never picked them up. But uh, but I do remember that time. Yeah. And just smoking on smoking outside and watching everyone you know dance and, uh, and and have a good time uh, before I went back and joined them. And uh and you know that's the power of Missy Elliott, right? Like she can bring, she can get a party started, but she can also be like, you know, uh, cruising, smoking weed, music, or you know, whatever. And then listening now, it's it is kind of astounding just how inventive these these things are, these records are, and how many different ideas, how many different concepts and sounds are going on. I mean, her and Timbaland really just they went crazy. They're like, you know, I think at some point they probably had access to more better gear. They had access to better, better studios and they're just kind of like kids in a candy store, just like going all off, uh, you know, going full in on their creativity and making these, these, you know, masterful records. Um, and then as I mentioned, you know, I, I'm struck by how fun this all sounds like, you know, as we're talking about like hip hop has lost some of that exuberance, I think. And, um, and I think that, or it's, you know, it's couched in irony or it's couched in some other shit. I think that this is just an exuberant record and and it has a joy of life that is, is infectious and makes, and it's kind of why it's such a big hit is because you like, you feel good listening to these songs. It makes you feel contented and happy and, and energetic, you know, and I also, you know, just as a, as a music production fan myself as a, you know, as a fan of uh, weird sounds, I appreciate all of the Eastern instruments, all of the the Indian music, the you know the the tubi and the tamla and all that stuff that's going on. And the way that Timbaland uses samples, you know, he'll like snatch just like a second and a half of a guitar, yeah. and uh, and then and then flip it and uh, and add some beats and, and some percussion, and it sounds just fucking monstrous and crazy. But the thing is, is like we're talking about how it's like layered, how it can be dense, but there's there's air, there's space between the things. So it, it never feels claustrophobic. It never feels like overwhelming. Um, and in the times it does feel a little overwhelming, it's not like it's in a bad way. It's like in a good way because like, you know, Missy's flow is going off and the beat's going crazy. And you're just like, wow, this is this is wild. 
but yeah, I, I, you know, and I always appreciated Missy's rapping and her flow. I always thought she was super creative and I, I loved the sound of her voice, but, but to really hear and listen to her singing, like with it, with these listens, because I, you know, I listened to this record a few times for this, but, uh, but to listen to that and hear how, just how great she is as a singer and how underappreciated that aspect of it is, I think. It, it bears mentioning that that yeah she's she kills it all over and not just one style not just in like a one particular you know r b standard singing style she's she's doing all kinds of stuff throwing different kinds of inflections doing jazzy stuff doing hip-hop stuff doing r b stuff doing everything uh doing funk they she she drops p-funk reference in here uh as caleb mentioned and she's she can do it all and it's and not just do it all but she could nail it all yeah. And then and then just to finish off here, yeah, I was uh I was I knew that there was like a lot of guests, but just to see that whole list, you know, the Jays, the the Eva, or I'm sorry, the Eves, the Ludas, the you know, Busta, all of these guys and and uh and gals, uh that you know, they're always adding to this record. Their their verses are always really good, you know, really strong, really well put together, really well written, but they never outshine Missy. And I think that no. that's one thing that like because we have, you know, there's there's certain tracks, whether it's like a Kanye track or a Jay Z track or whatever, where they get outwrapped, right? Or they get, you know, outshone. But I don't think any of these people ever outshine her, and yet they're always bringing their A game. And so that kind of just tells you just how good she is as an artist, how good she is as a rapper. That you know, all these killers are on here, and she still annihilates them for sure. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Nice. Um, yeah, just my history with Missy. Actually, it was funny. I was researching Missy Elliott, and she was in this R and B group called uh, Sista, hmm. where she sang. It was like a S I S T A. Yeah, I think they were also called Phase. Oh, okay, but she's on the um, Dangerous Minds soundtrack. Oh, the, so that, the that's probably Pfeiffer? where. I, that, yeah, that's probably where I first heard her. Oh, wow. Which had that the Coolio song, Gangster's Paradise. A classic, yeah. That's probably where I first heard it. I didn't even realize it. I'm sure but, that movie uh, does not hold up, but uh, yeah. that soundtrack is still killer. But yeah, just Missy, when I saw that video for Super Duper Fly, and and ever since then, she became like just an artist. Like You wouldn't want to miss her videos. She's so on the cutting edge, like so artsy and so weird and unabashedly weird but yeah can really sing a great hook artist a great one-liner a great just a great wordsmith in general and just her cadence is so great you know her voice just sounds so buttery and she's just one of the most recognizable voices in hip-hop to this day and i just i can't believe her run you know it's kind of short but i'm glad it was short that's like eight years and six albums and it's all all the albums are pretty much kind of classics or almost classics mm -hmm. and then just to transition on this listen i just i was just reminded of yeah like you know the i think now there's a bit of a renaissance with uh women rappers and yeah you know sex positive rappers you got Cardi B and Cardi B and uh Megan the Stallion, City Girls and um Kamaya, she's a Oakland uh Jasmine Sullivan, you know. Oakland, yeah. Just a yeah. lot of, you know, 
not Sex trying to positive R and B and hip hop. Yeah, not yeah. trying to like be one of the boys, but trying to like no, no, well, coming at it from a definite uh, make the boys blush angle, yeah. a little bit. You know, right? Like, exactly. Oh, you think like, you're tough? Like fuck. We can play as hard as you can. Yeah. yeah. Let me. All right. Whip it out. Let's see what you got. <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. Brashness. Yes. And like I said, it's just this listening to it now. Just I don't know. I think. 2000 music a lot of what we review on this podcast you know so much of indie rock and stuff sounds dated and kind of unimportant but i think the the hip-hop of this era still sounds vital and interesting and it might sound of its time but it's hearkening back to like the roots of hip-hop which i like a lot you know missy is still rapping about like nobody can touch my style and right battle raps and stuff and it just you know i just missed that era of like weirdo producers making weird songs with very strong rappers but yet they could still make a hit song you know it's just it's a good era of hip-hop i think maybe i sleep on it it was strong i mean obviously we have our favorites whether it's the dooms the yeah the wu-tang members the whatever or the underground artist, you know, yeah. that we like. But it, it, yeah, I think that it's very easy to forget that these monster albums and these the albums artists are good. Not, are good. It's not just a couple hit songs. Right. Exactly. There's, depth, there's a deepness to this. Like, this is just as good as the blueprint. This is just as good as any other, you know, exactly. as, uh, exactly. as uh, what's the Nas one from this era? The, uh, oh, uh, Stillmatic. Uh, Stillmatic. It's just, it's just as good as any of those records by the, Better by the guys. It is, yeah. It's I mean, that's <laughs> not a great record. That's not a good example. But you know what I mean? Like it's better. It's it's up there with the guys that were, you know, the Jay-Z's, the the Nas's, the, the it's and and should be appreciated as such. And I don't know if if Missy's getting that. I mean, I think now she is, I think, you know, recognition from like the recording, you know, the the songwriters. I think uh, her run guilt and things like that, showing yeah. how much she's she's kind of like She's getting her flowers finally. Sorry, I think her ahead. run is underappreciated. The fact that she did just mm. six albums and like kind of called it quits, basically. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a solid run as any other. I think people artist. get more yeah. credit for hanging around these days than they used to. <laughs> and people some some leave. artists just hang around. People don't too leave long. on a high note. Yeah, just uh, quit while you're ahead, folks. Why not? Don't don't let him get bored. Don't let him get you know. But those singles she made were great though, and she never really made the albums. She was like, "Fuck it, I'm rich enough." I guess. <laughs> I think that she's probably just been. It's probably one of those situations where like it's like the Dr. Dre's where they're just spending years to perfect these things because that's just the way that they are. But probably who knows? Well, or something. Yeah, I, she's not hurting for the for for cash or anything. And I think, as I said, I think that some of the. Definitely some of the young, a lot of the younger artists appreciate or, you know, appreciate her and where she, you know, where she took things. Uh, but I think it's also part of the reason why hip hop is kind of in a place where it's, it's kind of losing ground to other, to pop music again. I think it's because there's a lack of like an understanding of history and context anymore. And it's just like, that's why Missy, because she was standing on the shoulders of other giants, whether it was someone like Eric B or someone yeah. like you know, whatever, 
uh, KRS One or whoever the fuck else that you want to mention that has a unique sound, has a unique point of view, isn't afraid to get a little style, bit out there. Yeah, like this is my style. Yeah, your slick Ricks or whoever the fuck. Yeah, you know. And so, I'm very glad that now that the appreciation is is coming there is is sh- being shown. And you know, I follow Missy on, on Twitter, and she's a great follow because she always just shows how humble she is and how much she appreciates it. I mean, lately she's been she's been like talking a little bit more shit which is funny because she's just like i I, i'm feeling it i feel like i can talk a little bit more shit (laughs) so it's like good for you man because she deserves it she's one of our greatest artists i think of of the modern era certainly the past 30 years great cribs episode oh a classic cribs episode that house race car bed wild man she has the her name on the on the granite floor or whatever (laughs) and like that's just a yeah All so right. anyways, yeah. Should that's, we end the episode? We're already at a minute or an hour 23. I think we got to hear this shit, right? We got to hear some of these tr- these tracks. Let's hear it. You got one for me? Well, we all know what it is. Let's do uh, the first slapper. Which one nah. comes first, Minuteman or... Well, let's get yeah, okay. We'll go with one Minuteman. I mean, Which we, one comes first, Minuteman? Minuteman's... Or... It goes Minuteman... Lick shots and then get your freak on in terms of the one. Yeah, let's do track three, four, and five. All right, let's start with One Minute Man featuring Ludacris, which was also, uh, I believe Caleb also called this one out. But yeah, this, the notes I have here. So, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was so the notes I have here is uh, Beat Still Fucks. This is an all time club classic. Or and also like high school dance classic. I remember oh, yeah. this fucking getting the getting the room fucking pumped. That was um, like an insult. It's like I don't want no one minute man. <laughs> yeah, People exactly. Say we, that all the time. I, most definitely. And it's like when uh, you're getting hand jobs, it's impossible to to be a one minute man. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. But anyway, uh, what else? Oh, I love the short bursts of synth that have like a nice little like electro undertone. There's a lot of like little inserts and things that he that timbaland does where he's bringing in little samples and layers in little things that are just like the perfect thing for that moment and uh that little synth thing is one of them for sure i love how the tracks like never fade out he just timbaland makes a little switch like a little mini beat at the end of every song yeah that's right i didn't really clock that consciously but thinking about it now that's that's true he always kind of has like his own sort of like it it's all kind of flows, right? It's all yeah. kind of works together. This is uh, a great. Yeah. I mean, the the second song on this album is Missy battling against Redman to be like the nastiest rapper on the track. Yeah, and she and then she, Luda she's, comes she's a good job. Redman is like too nasty on that track, <laughs> but uh, Luda okay. he's coming off of the fantasy song. You know, he's a little more classy about like a freaky <laughs> song. Yeah, about talking about his dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this obviously is like, yeah. So as we're saying, it's kind of, kind of, kind of jokey, obviously, with the name like that. But again, the beat is great and highlights her singing. Highlights her singing. Her flow is crazy on this on this one. Luda has a hop like his verse is 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 really good. So it's just solid top to bottom. Um, yeah. Did you have a a specific time or should I just hit it from the start? Nah, just hit it from the start. All right, here we go. Here is One Minute Man by Missy Elliott featuring Ludacris. I don't need, I can't stand no minute man. I don't need, I can't stand no 
classic i remember being at parties or whatever when that beat dropped and people would just fucking go off because it's just it's it's a hot song uh but here's a little bit from uh missy's verse here this is a good breathy vocal by the way (laughs) yes exactly this is where it works all right uh so here's a little bit of uh the missy verse coming up here Tonight I'ma give it to you, throw it to you. I want you to come prepared. Oh yeah. Boy, it's been a long time, a crazy long time. And I don't want no minute man. And that's real. Give it to me some more. Break me up. Show me what you got. Cause I don't want no one minute man. Yeah, she's almost doing like an old timey like Edda James voice. Yeah, and then the Timberland beat is so very like two thousands like club jam, electro club. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's sick. Uh, but yeah, here's let's finish it off here with a little bit of Luda's verse. Unless you had anything else to, to add there. No, no. All right, here we go. Here is uh, Luda himself. Can. I stop daylighting, ludicrous, the maintenance man. Get your oil changed, I check fluids and transmission. You one minute fools, you wonder why y'all missing. On the back of milk cartons and it's no rewards, no regards. Close, but it's no cigar. A hard head make a soft ass, but a hard dick make the sex last. I jump in fools and make a big splash. Water overflowing, so get your head right. It's all in your mind, punk, so keep your head tight. Enough with tips and advice. No matter what the beat, Luda always nails that same cadence every time <laughs> he, he got that sound and he knows what to do with it yeah he, he uh refers to a woman's ass as a tire of a car <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a true poet uh pump it up yeah um yes yeah, so yeah great great sex jam a great a great club jam i'll say yeah great universe uh, but moving on, the Ludiverse. To... Oh, oh, isn't that, that... uh, was that Fast and Furious? The Ludiverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his character? Is what's his character? Does Luda tell know. me Ludacris has an album called Ludiverse? Uh, he, I mean, Just we got a collection of all if he doesn't his, all of his verses. He better. Uh, <laughs> I do uh, a Ludiverse to take you into the Ludiverse. <laughs> He's got to have that, Ryan. All this he talk knows. about the multiverse. I want to hear about the Ludiverse. Yeah, give me the Ludiverse <laughs> on the 50 yard line of the Georgia Dome. Uh, <laughs> moving on, let's get to the next track here. Uh, this is another one that I think all of us call that. It's uh, called Lick Shots. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on this one? This, I think, is her hardest rhyme. Yes, I would agree. It's a little bit old school, just like you can't, you know, my style is like you can't keep up with me. You know, it's kind of has an old school tinge to it, like a little bit of a battle rap. 
Yeah, and she has like a uh, like a kind of a twistier flow on this one, mm-hmm. where it's like it's just like word like word playing. There's word a great play, guitar sample. Yes, uh, uh, it sounds like bluesy. It's you know what it is. I looked it up. Uh, you'll never it? guess what it is. It is. It's a little snatch from the introduction, from like the first couple chords of uh, an Israeli folk record. Okay, so See, you know, it sounds kind bluesy. Of more, I would assume. Yeah. you know they're like a little bit southern being there in virginia but no uh he's always uh timeline's always going global european going world yeah i think that that's a sign of like a really good producer is that they'll create dig not just like the old soul or whatever but they'll yeah. go through all of the world music i mean you know who knows how he found this it's literally like it's like israeli folk collection uh but you know he takes like it's like again it's another one second sample or like it's like the two two little chord strums and he bugs it out into this whole like grimy dark masterful song it's pretty fucking impressive uh but yeah let's uh let's hear this unless you got any uh any other comments yeah i was trying to see if i had a lick shots right yeah Uh, you got a timestamp. well we could hear some of the beginning then i uh i wanted the last like 237 to like the last minute or so. Okay. It just That's... has a great, like kind of, uh, it just so sh- showcases Timbaland's beats, which yeah. I feel like is great. Like there'll be Missy will kill it on a song. And then it's almost like, okay, where there, there should be a feature and Timbaland could, you know, rap a little bit and do a hook, but it's like on this album she's like, no, just, just do your, mixing and you know mm-hmm. looping and and we'll just whether a verse should be it'll be you showcasing the the beat which i like cool yeah exactly uh show off the sampling show off the technique the masterful djing so here we go here is a little bit of uh the introduction of lick shots by missy elliott <sighs> See what they don't understand is we about to flip our whole style on them for two double zero one one. And for those of you who hate it, you only made us more creative. <laughs> you don't wanna speak my name, mess around, get that ass blown away. Food gone away. I ain't never let you tell anyway. Missy got something to say. I ride down the block in an escalade. Bling bling all in your face. I think you might need to put on your shades. I know you feel me though. You hating on me, but you hear me though. Twenty inch rim sitting crazy low. That's like Fucking the most sick. southern she kind of her voice gets. Yeah. And she's also, I think she's naming just all the cliches of 2001, like the escalade the rams and <laughs> kind of tongue-in-cheek where it's, it's like yes it's kind of uh making fun of all you making fun of the p diddies of the era you know and then yeah just the, just that that little sample and then this weird bugged out kind of like you know it's almost like um i don't know it reminds me of a train or something i don't even know how to describe it the, <laughs> the, the like the 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 rhythm of it is just so like Kachunk, kachunk, kachunk. Like yeah, it's, it's very, like it's interesting, and, and yeah. you know, do you have the chorus? That yeah, let's see where do the hook. Do I got that? Yeah, let's see if I can get that. I think it's right, right after this uh, part that we're just playing. So here we go. This should be some of it here. Yeah. 
Cadence, her rap cadence is like unmatched. It really is. It's and so like, catchy. Every fucking verse she sings is so catchy. She has a bounce to her voice that is just bounce. That's a good word. Like that you, it's so hard to du- duplicate. And what, and yet the thing is, is like so many of the young women artists are biting her flow and yeah. not, not biting her flow, just so influenced and internalized her flow that, that they can't help but sound like yeah. her because she's, you know, but like you said, you can you can kind of get into the ballpark, but no one will ever hit it the way that no. she does with like the the rhythms and the rock and all that stuff like going on, the way she right. flexes things, like the way she puts yeah, the, but you can kind of isolate any any little two bar verse that she does, and it mm-hmm. sounds it's not only clever and a good rap, but it's catchy. Yes, it's like it it she's not only a good writer she's a good performer like she yeah. she can like the, the nail cadence it. is just the, the rhythm yeah. she, she has rhythm and and then timbaland is such a weird rhythm mm-hmm. the way he makes beats is so rhythmically strange. yeah and i think that's why jay-z raps well with him because jay-z yes. is always like kind of dropping his voice out and commenting on the way he's rapping and doing chopping up his flow a bit yeah chopping up his flow and but i think he got that from mm. missy the way missy works with timberland i mean i think you kind of have to in turn when you get that kind of herky-jerky kind of yeah. interesting rhythm but yeah. but the way that they like you're saying like the way that the missy and the way that jay has total control over it is just yeah. it's and and you know especially missy here like man uh but let's play a little bit of that uh, beat part that you're talking about here. So here's a little bit of that uh, towards the end of oh, the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Aphex Twin, homie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can hear there, like, he's doing, like, polyrhythms or different yeah. things going on on top of each other. He's the king of that, Since... like, making all those weird-ass flutters. Little flutters, using, yeah. you know, weird little, like, uh, percussion hits and little, like, repetitive little, like, um, rolls and things. He's just, yeah, he's got a such a unique sense of, of rhythm, and it's... It, it just it's infectious and it it, it gets into yeah. you into your like into your in your blood and you just want to move you know but now shall we move on to the big one the the gigantic massive one get your freak on get your freak on which has as of this uh this recording 261 million plays i thought it'd be higher than that because i was thinking adrian anybody like my age our age if if you hear this song come on the radio while you're driving, <laughs> if you're at a wedding, oh, wedding, that's a big. This one, is yeah. geriatric millennials lose their <laughs> shit when they hear this song. I mean, this I know. is the it pinnacle. Used to be... This is the pinnacle song of of our youth, basically. Everybody yeah. loves this song that is our age. 
people go crazy for this it's like i don't know it is like the thriller or like the the billy jean or whatever like where it's just this ubiquitous song that everybody loves everybody (laughs) gets fucking like like yeah like uh, like i'm saying like they don't just love it you 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 lose your goddamn mind mind yeah i can't be driving in the car by yourself and you're just like oh shit you roll down the window yeah yep I can't tell you how many school dances, how many, you know, like uh, homecomings, how many football games or whatever back in the day when this was a hot song. They just throw this on and boom. Yeah. Parties, big ass parties. And just like everyone's like, woo, yeah, it's uh, it's a party starter. I have some more notes here. What did I say about this? Oh, yeah. I I born in the late 20th century. Isn't that what people say? (laughs) Yeah, if you're right. Uh, the late 1900s. If you're a uh, if you're an 80s baby, then uh, you lose will... your mind on this song. And the thing is, is like I wrote here, like it's still fresh as hell, 22 years on. Like it, it you could she could drop this song today, and it would be a massive hit. Oh, you know, yeah. undoubtedly. The video uh, is insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, again, it's also like... a nasty fucking sex song. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She says cha cha, shave my cha cha for you. <laughs> she has like no less than like fifty one liners on this on this album, like on this song. It's like uh it's she I mean she has more punchlines than more like the most comedians, honestly. Like it's funnier seriously. Than, it's, it's one like, of the best singles of the two thousands, I would say. Hip hop or not. Uh, uh, but, I mean, just yes, including you know all the indie rock and everything yeah. that we're. But I'd say hip hop singles. I think it's probably top twenty. I think of the two thousands. I would have to make a list, but it's up there. It's up or there. Or just songs, not even single, just songs. Yeah, I mean, it's it should be. It, I mean, it is kind of in the same breath as your Hey Yaws, as your yeah. Uh, it, you it's know, your most iconic song. I would eight say. mile soundtrack, whatever that. What the, that or song, whatever is Super Dupafly more iconic than this song? Her first. That's signal. the thing is she has like five iconic songs that are like her signature yeah. songs. Like Super I would Dupafly, say, is that more iconic than this song? I don't know. I mean, the I think video this is one, more iconic. I the think. video may be Super more iconic. Like the the suit this may video be more iconic. So good. I think this song is more iconic, and then that that the visuals are a little bit more iconic, Stop even though it's an musical. incredible song. <laughs> Um, but anyways, let's let's get into this because it's it's a great song. I love this this the spooky spooky synths, very theatrical, very uh, and and unmistakably her, right? Like oh, that's the other thing I wrote. It's like kind of like it's kind of like the epitome of her sound and her song. Like this is like if you're gonna play one song and say like this is Missy Elliott, this would not be a bad choice at all for that. Like no, as like the no. example song. You know, say there was like an alien or something come down to Earth, and you wanted to get uh, get him. The song get the party started. Alien. Yeah, exactly. I uh, think the only people that come close to the maybe like a weird single like this that's so iconic would maybe maybe like Sorry Miss Jackson or something like. Well, Outcast would be the others. Yeah, yeah be that the were other. new. Maybe maybe like Eclipse. Maybe I'm surprised Outcast is not on this album. I know I, they must have been. Uh, they were probably busy. recording that. I don't know what would they have been doing. Maybe they were taking a little break at this time. I can't recall. This is because this is right no, after they would have been doing um, Stakeonia. Yeah, literally two thousand. Right. Yeah. So maybe they were touring and they couldn't get out there. Anyways, 
this is a hot, hot song, and uh, I can't wait to hear it. So here we go. Here is Get Your Freak On from the Very Tippy Top by Missy Elliott. Headbanger. Calls her shot. Hit me. Stop me now, listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds, and if you want me, then come on, get me now. I mean, the, how many the, the drums are kind of soft, like he's mm -hmm. what is it? That's like an Indian, like tabla sample or something. It's a it's a tabla and a tubi, yeah. I think. The and then there's like, um. For as much of a banger on. as it is, the drums are actually kind of soft. It's her voice that carries the first part of that song. Yeah, and then he and then the bass sort of comes in and it starts to really uh take off. But let's get a little further in here. Let's get some of this verse. Here's some more of Get Your Freak On. Me and Tim Lamy Hans is 20 years ago. What the deal yo? Now what the drill yo? If you wanna battle me, then let me know. Got the feeling, son. Let me throw you some. People here I come. That's what me when I'm done. We got the radio. That's like scary sense. Like, yeah, it's like John Carpenter, John Carpenter Halloween yeah. stuff. And I was listening to this album, like a lot of those outros that Timbaland does with the synths. I was like, mm -hmm. I bet you he's a big Halloween fan. Like, Oh John yeah. Carpenter. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, because he's got those synths that like, kind of like, uh, icy, uh, spooky, spooky synths sounds all over the place. And he, he always uses it to like punctuate. It's never like the, well, there's a, maybe there's a couple instances where it's kind of a more forward, but I love it because he always brings it in as kind of like a, a little punctuation or is a little like a little rolling thing over the top of the beat uh, at certain like on the chorus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Let's get a little bit more in here. Let's see what else we got towards the end. Uh, did you have any specific times or? Uh, did I have one? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's just hear a little bit more towards the, the end here and uh, we'll finish off there. So here is Get Your Freak On once again. It's the here's that beat kind of breakdown at the end. That you're, yeah. Each need sound And like, how many songs bit off this like mix oh, yeah. of like the Indian? Like so many. Well, that's um. I think uh Timbaland's the king of like the isolated like that brown like doing the one note like mm -hmm. like there's that famous video of like Kanye being like how do you do that like one drum sound he's like it's hard it's hard you got to like clean everything up and like he's like trying to because he's like you do that one like one note bass line that's a sample but like you you clean it so you make it so 
so distinct and he's like trying to ask him how to do it. he's like i i can't explain it to you like uh, <laughs> he's like i don't even know how i do it yeah <laughs> it's like asking yeah it's like asking yeah. basquiat how he paints or whatever yeah. it's like you 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 have yeah. to know like it's in him like yeah. that's just how it comes out his sense of rhythm his sense of well, yeah, yeah there's that of the famous beat. video of kanye he keeps saying he's like how do you isolate it how do you do that one time he's like i i I don't know. I just did it. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's how it is sometimes. Cause sometimes you don't even yourself yeah. don't even know how you come. You just, it, I, it's just, sometimes yeah. it just feels like magic. And, that's uh, a song. All right. and yeah, Tim, Tim, Do you have is, any uh, more slappers? I have one more that I wanted to mention. Uh, I don't think, did you, it looks like you might have one more as well. No, we can skip it. We're running a little long. I like For My People, Eve. Check out Eve's verse on that song. Oh, yeah. It's great. Shout out Eve. Uh, I had just one other thing. I just mentioned this this track because it's another, um, it's similar to Lick Shots in that it's like a darker track, but it's What You're Gonna Do which has a nice cool fella sample and some cool use of sound effects. So check that one out. Oh yeah. The fella sample. Yeah. And it's definitely one of the harder songs on That's here. That's the one featuring Timbaland. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a little bit of uh he has a little verse on here, like kind of like a vocal. Remember Timbaland's solo album from like 2009? Like <laughs> yeah. 10? It and like, it kind of well, sucked. It's like something sun or something. <laughs> it yeah. kind of sucked. Yeah. It was not good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> stick, stay behind the boards. And buddy. then he sort of just like, receded after that he's kind of like all right i'm done yeah i think he's 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 come back with a couple of, of hits and stuff but yeah do you want to uh, play a minute of that do you want to take a break play yeah play let's play this we'll play us out with uh what you're gonna do so here is a bit of that track as i said it's a little bit of a harder song so enjoy here we go here's what you're gonna do hit to play us out no, it's official, I'm a pimp, cause my name glows. Evidence, I'm back to the you go. Talking to junk, you get buried. You don't wanna end up in the cemetery. Me and Timberland got tracks that will kill you. In the other hand, I got gots that will peel you. What you gonna say? What you gonna do? Alright, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. Alright, those were our slappers. Uh, yeah. We didn't neglect to say that there's a song on this album called Slap, Slap, Slab. <laughs> featuring right. DeBrat. Uh, and it's a hot track, too. It's a good song. DeBrat's Brat verse it. is great. Yeah. yeah uh, again, good. she's super underrated. Like, everyone out there, go check out. I'm going to look it up now because I, 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 it's a great record. But go check out her work because I think she's a little bit forgotten. As, no, as you mentioned, like, she kind of. The reality TV. Yeah, she took the reality TV kind of Remember, like. Remember, uh, she was on the Surreal Life. Yep. Very yeah. funny and very, very personable on those shows. But The wrestler China was on there and then X-Pac showed up. Oh, yeah. That's and then right. she had like the champagne bottles. She's like, what you going to do? And he's like, are you going to smash the champagne bottle on my head? How the fuck are you remembering all this shit? <laughs> like 20 goddamn years ago. Um, yeah. So the record is Functified, her first record from 94. Yeah, that's good. great. Great fucking record. Anyways. So, yeah. Should we get to the uh, the ratings? Um, oh, do you have any wax? Oh, good call. I personally do not have any specific wax, I will say. Some of these shorter ones, like there's a little that little Busta interlude where I'm like, hmm, it's 
it's interesting it's fine, it's fine yeah. but uh i think if it was any longer than it is which is like a minute 45 it I would have a be question bad. it would be a, a, a whack but uh is the go ahead the jay-z the one minute man remix with featuring jay-z is the jay-z rap whack mm. it's not great it's not memorable he's trying to do like a missy he's trying to be a little yeah sexy. it doesn't work it doesn't quite it kind of fall it kind of lands with a, th- a bit of a thud but it's of some kind of, of a lines, bonus track so corny lines yeah yeah it ain't bad but it's not yeah. it's not as good as the uh as this the was og yeah this was the era where like every 2000s album ended with just like, the ubiquitous remix yeah, tacked on to the end. Like three remixes, and it's just it's, like, all it's right. just kind of unfortunate sometimes. But sometimes there's there's good. It really it's hit or miss. Uh, but and anyhow. this the Jay Z feature is kind of dumb because it's not even a remix. It's not like Timbaland switched up the beat. It's just that they add a Jay Z rap to it. Yeah, it, right. It right. doesn't doesn't do much. It's, I mean, the beat is, he. it's a little different, but yeah, it, it's not yeah. like, it's really not worthwhile. But again, not necessarily a full whack or anything. It's just like, yeah, no, no, it's a little no. bit, le- it's a little bit weaker than the, than what comes yeah. before it. All right. Let's rate it. What do you rate it, Adrian? See, you know, I've been thinking about this. I think for me, I'm going to just bump it up a full, like a full grade. So I'm going to go from, a, I'm going to take it from an 8.2. I'm going to do a 9.2. I think that this is a fantastic record, but there's those like we like we're saying there's these little bits like the little the little interludes and things where I'm like if you tighten those up this could be a, like a perfect record, and maybe shorten mm-hmm. the record by one two songs even though I like all of the songs, yeah. Um, and then it would probably be like a, a like a bulletproof record, but as it is, it is like a very good great record and probably one of her masterworks if not mm-hmm. her masterwork. Uh, so I yeah, think it's I was a very to strong think, record. I was like, do I like Under Construction more? I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's also a very good record. This one has the better, I guess, the bigger hits in a way. I like the flow of this one better too. I think yeah. um, the tracks fit together a little bit better. I don't know. I haven't listened to Under Construction in a long time, so I, I, I would have to revisit to really give it a full, uh, really give a full comparison. But to me, like this is a this is a very good record, one of her best, if not her best. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a nine two. Yeah, it definitely probably has her most classic song. I would say "Get Your Freak On." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was wondering. I, I I thought the same way. Like, could there be some songs shaved off of here? But you know, a lot of hip hop songs are long. Yeah, or a lot of hip hop albums are long. Yeah, um, but. I'm trying to look up her first album. What? How many tracks are on that one? Yeah, she's it's always about like seventeen s- and yeah. an hour. That's kind of her style. Yeah, but I I do think there could have been like a twelve song. Just There's perfect. A, right. There's like a version of this that is yeah. trimmed, but I don't know what I would want to get get rid of. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I want as much Timbaland and Missy collabs that I can handle. You know. So, I think there's some track like you could. Yeah. I would say like step off in ecstasy of those two tracks. You could probably pick. Did even one. mention the genuine song. That's a oh yeah. I mean clunky. that was a hit, but it doesn't really. I mean, genuine it's kind of repetitive. Doesn't go anywhere. Also grew up with them. Yeah, they right. Had their their crew. Forgot what yeah. it was called. Like 
they had a little kind of scene together there in Virginia. Right. Um, I do I'm like give that it a song. 9.5. Oh, nice. No, right, so. 9.7. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that's how averages work. No, oh, oh you're saying you're, you're giving it a 9. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll bump okay. it. I'll bump it. I'll bump, bump it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the production is so good on this. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not only is the production good in terms of like the beats and the way that he puts them together, but it's the just grower. It, I think pro- I'll like this more and more. Well, yeah, and then also the like the production, it's like the recording itself is really good it's and very feels really warm, mastering, yeah, yeah, and suits the record. So yeah. it's a, it's gonna it doesn't it hasn't really aged a day in my opinion. I mean, there's songs that sound of its era, but it's still fresh. It still sounds good. Like it, you could still throw it on at a party and people will still lose their shit. You know, for sure. So that's a nine point five when we average it out. I think that's probably Sounds right about right. right about right yeah mm-hmm. nice yeah well all right what's next oh yeah where whatever happened to to missy so she's still kicking it she's still around as we yeah she mentioned. never she kind of like promised that she was going to make some albums but she she came out with those two singles remember those and the mm-hmm. videos and they were great but that was already going on like fucking eight nine years ago or something yeah, let's see. I yep. think she has children now. Looks like there's. It's been about. It's been about since before the pandemic, maybe where where there was yeah. like the last sort of. She did the. The uh, Super Bowl halftime show. She did okay. So the her last thing it looks like was an EP from 2019. Yeah. Or oh, I didn't even. I don't even think I heard that. But remember those videos she did that one? She's like in like a swimming pool. It was like an underwater yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. And then she did one. It was like a basketball video. Yeah, and then she okay. So it looks like and she's appeared on some some songs, uh, Skrillex yeah. song. She's always good year. for she's good for a feature. So she's still around. She's still doing her thing. Um, as I said, I think more. You know, she's starting. to get uh more praise and and kind of getting her flowers in this this era here now mm-hmm. which is great because she's very deserving and she's influenced just a whole fucking generation two generations really of of hip-hop artists at this point you know um for sure i mean there wouldn't really be like you know there wouldn't i think caleb mentioned janelle monet there wouldn't be janelle monet there wouldn't be the doja cats of the world you know uh, the MIAs of the world. If it wasn't for for Missy, she kind of uh, paved the way for a lot of these these other women to to really take over the rap game. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. I think we did it justice. Absolutely. What's next? Got a we have game? a game. Yeah, I was gonna say this was Missy Elliott's third album, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So it got me thinking. So we create a top five, top five, top, top, top five, five third albums. All right. That's good. That's a good call. There's a big one that we've talked about on this podcast. Oh, okay. Computer is a third album. That's right. I was going to say five. one that, that was uh, the celebrating an anniversary this year. What's that? That would be in utero. The Nirvana album, Nirvana's third record. Oh, that's third. That's her third one. I tuned out after Bleach. 
<laughs> you're you're an originalist and Nirvana yeah. originalist. I I I'm a Chad Channing head. I don't like Dave Roll. That's what the deep Nirvana heads out there. That has what the heart shaped box on there. Heart shaped box. It's got rape me. It's got uh, whoa all apologies. Hey hey, it's it's always a trap. Uh, and then there's a lot of like deeper cuts like um. Francis Farmer will have a red on Seattle and some other. All right, let's put that at five. Cool, five. Uh, okay, computer at four. Raw power is the other one I was thinking of. Ooh, let's put that at three. Ah, perfect. And then I was thinking like London what? Calling. That's number three. Is that three? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, is well, that two? I have some here. I'll just rattle off to you. All right. The Smiths, Queen is Dead. Queen is Dead is through. Yeah, that's right. Uh, great, great record. Uh, let's see. Yeah. To Pimp a Butterfly. That's a new one. Ooh, yeah. The W. That's, that's kind of the slept oh, on. Oh, that's a, that's a double record. That's a, right? No, that's, that's after. Oh, that's uh, after. Okay. That's right. That's, that's right. Is, uh, is that, that's Triumph? No, is Forever. That... Wu-Tang Forever is two. And then the W is three. Yeah, even I'm yeah, even I'm like, oh, I need to get fucking back on that one. All right. Nice. Okay, so what do we have? We need one and two. Oh, what else we got? What oh, what that? about Master of Puppets? Ooh, yeah. That would be my number two, actually. Number two? Yeah. What would be number one? That's a tough call. It's gotta be a good one. Wow, this is weird. Check your head is only the third beastie boys album i know right it, <laughs> it feels like there should be more it feels like there should be more it's, well it feels like that was a big shift all right let's put raw power number one nice okay let's put i was gonna say third London sister Calling lovers number two uh should be on that list okay we'll put third sisters lovers three what was four? Oh, did you say okay computer yet no that's five and then in a row, gotta have a hip hop album on there. Okay, uh, the W's, <laughs> the, the W's. W's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a why It's a weird. It's a weird list. Uh, what what are some other? Is there another? The Kendrick one. Um, yeah, the butterfly. Butterfly. DJ I mean, Quick. Good. Safe and sound. Ooh, that's a. Well, that's another kind of underappreciated sleeper. Cypress one. Hill three. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, there's a bunch of good three albums. What is uh? What's what's um? Ghostface third record is that um? Uh, oh, that, is that is that bulletproof? Uh, it might be bulletproof wallets. In which case, yeah, uh, that's bulletproof wallets. Yeah. Okay. Then never mind. <laughs> I like that the, record. Um, Run the jewels three. Yeah. Anyways, we fucked that game up. We'll cut that out. <laughs> nah, that's a good list. Uh, Four hundred degree. Is Juvenile's third album apparently? Ooh, probably made three that same year. Yeah, those. I mean, that's they're prolific. That's two thousand, or that's that's 90, that's, that's ninety nine rap. That's like yeah, 98, 99 99 rap. That's a good era too. Like All right, pre platinum. Listeners, you can call together that list. Let us know and feedback the best third albums. Yeah, your favorite thirds. Favorite thirds. Yeah, third. What's the third uh, Talking Heads record too? Uh, is that Fear of Music? No, uh, it might. Uh, no, Remain in Light. I don't know. I used to know all that shit. Yeah, me too. It's Fear of Music, so that's that's Fear a good music. one. Oh, yeah. I got it. 
Nice. All right. What's Let's uh, you want to do the next episode, Adrian? Set so for our next episode, yeah, we will be talking. We'll we're gonna stay in kind of the the experimental artists, uh, and we're gonna move on to Bjork and her Uh-oh. record Medulla. Whoa. So yeah, Medulla a... oblongata. Nah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Sandler reference. But, you know, that's one of her more heady records, so an interesting record. I'm looking forward to, to diving back into that it's one. good podcast record because it's all voice, right? Like, we could it... recreate the whole album. <laughs> yeah, is that the one that's literally just all samples of her voice? Voice, yeah. Like, Rozelle's on there. That's right. Uh, and, famous uh, beatboxer. Yeah, it's like Dougie Fresh on there. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, is he on there? Remember when Justin Timberlake was trying to be like, I'm the best beatboxer around. Well, he did give us ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, he's like, Michael Jackson taught me Actually, how to beatbox. I think that was written by the member, uh, by uh, Pusha T himself, wasn't it? Who? Pusha T wrote the McDonald's jingle. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. They like took it from one of his songs or something. Yeah, something. Or I think he, uh, anyways. Yeah. We'll die. Go look that, that up, fans. You'll, you'll, you'll right. figure it out. This episode went off the rails. Yeah. So, okay. So, Bjork, Medulla. That's our next stop. Uh, 2000. 2003. Uh, f- uh, 2004, Four. I believe. Four. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Medulla. Indeed. All right. Let's close it out. Thank you to Kiki Ontiveros for the most slapping of theme songs. Thank you, Adrian, for all your stellar production work. Check out our website, wackerslaps.com. Make sure to follow us on the socials at wackerslaps. Talk some shit via email at wackerslaps at gmail.com. For Noah, I am an Adrian. Strike that, reverse it. Flip my game down and reverse it. As always, this has been Whacker Slaps. Caleb, we don't want no Minutemen. Bye.